Are you a creative? I think you are. And that's why you should join my circle community, the Creative Study Lounge. Listen, we all know how social media is right now with all the lying, the bots, the ads, the shadow banning, your posts not getting seen, the requests from people you don't know, the strange activities. Social media is a mess right now. So that's why I decided to create a community just for creatives where we can get down and talk about writing, video games, art, development, things in popular media, whatever we want, or just some nonsense. There's a place for it all. It's at the Creative Study Lounge. And while you're there, you can get the merch, send me questions, comments, ideas, and you can generally support the podcast. Check the links in the description. We'll be adding more as time goes along, but hey, it's a good thing. CreativeStudyLounge.com or check the links in the description. Once again, that's CreativeStudyLounge.com or check the links in the description. And you won't have to listen to this dumb advertisement. Now let's get on with the program. Hey, creatives. This is a podcast I recorded with Natalie Freeman, an accountant and a creative that I know and love dearly. Hope it provides some value for you, and I think you'll find some good information in this one. Let me know what you think. Today, I have a special guest, very good friend of mine who I never expected would be on this podcast and who I never expected I'd be talking to. We have Natalie from Freedom Enterprises International. You know, I, Natalie is here. I, I don't even know if I got your proper introduction, right? I mean, I don't know if you want to be called Natalie or Freedom Enterprises or how you want. Introduce yourself a little bit. <laughs> Surprise. First of all, I made it on your podcast. Yes. Hey, but yeah, I'm Natalie Freeman and Freedom Enterprises is good. It is a part of my entrepreneurial works. So yeah, that's good. That's good. Here I am. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So listen, my, my podcast is usually... We got a bunch of computer nerds and art geeks and people like that jumping on this thing. You're cool. I'm leading on with the cool people. Yeah, exactly. So what I'm going to have this time is somebody different. And I like to keep it fresh. So Natalie is into accounting. Trust me, this is going to be an exciting podcast, but she's into accounting. And we're going to make this a thing. And you own your own accounting practice, right? Yes, I did, actually. And y'all, I'm not boring, I promise. Keep listening. So yes, I did. I was an entrepreneur for 12 years. But just recently, I transitioned into the financial advising space. So I'm now technically a licensed financial advisor. I help people strategize to make sure they have enough money to do what they want to do. You know who needs that kind of strategy? Artists who? and creatives. Absolutely. <laughs> Here for you all. Call me. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, and the cool thing is, you know, I want you to be free to create and, you know, you don't have to worry about the finance part. That's what I love about working with everybody I work with. Well, you know what? A lot, you don't have to worry about that stuff. Just call me. Well, is it just call you? Okay, good. Cause a lot of people, they do the first part where they're like, I'm not going to worry about finances. And then they have problems, but they didn't get the second part, which was to call you. <laughs> Yes, y'all. It's a step two. <laughs> All right. Step one, don't worry. Step two, call me. Well, maybe we should change that around. Maybe step one, call me. So step two, you don't worry. There we go. All right. So I'm going to kill the video right quick because it's, it's distracting me from the actual conversation. So don't worry about that, people. Okay. Should I do the same? Yes, probably good. Okay, done. Cool. See, I follow instructions well. Incredible. You are clearly not a starving artist. <laughs> Okay, so love it. 
be a balance in the universe. That's right. So really quickly, everybody, we, Natalie and I go way back to high school, actually. And I'm not sure exactly how or why we kept in contact because there are people you fall out and just lose contact with. But Natalie was always a, a good friend, very knowledgeable about things. And I like to keep people who are knowledgeable, who have their head on straight and who are getting things done. I like to keep those people in contact. So Natalie definitely stayed on the radar. And recently I found out she was starting a podcast and I started a podcast a long while ago, back when you had to call the website provider and call your hosting service and actually tell them your file transfer protocol, you know, numbers and settings. And it was, it was stupid back when I started. Yeah. So now I'm like, okay, people who aren't tech nerds are into podcasts now. So what got you into this, Natalie? Why'd you decide to start one? I know, like you were definitely speaking Greek to me a few seconds ago. So I'm like, huh? What? What? Not so yeah, the whole podcast thing. So this is a secret, Ben. You're Go ahead. I'm going to share it on your podcast. Do it. There is a creative inside this nerd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, she's in there. She's she's in there. She's way down deep, and I'm trying to pull her out. Really, is a short of it. So. I've always been a nerd since Ben met me in high school and I went into finances. I love finance, my passion, because it just has to make sense. At the end of the day, the credits have to equal the debits. That's just how accounting works. But, you know, they think most of those people are stuffy and truth is most of them are. But, but I love to write. I love to talk. I love to sing. I love spoken word. And just in that space, you don't always get a chance to do that. And so a part of my marketing strategy was to do something where people would get a chance to know about me and my personality in hopes that that would make them want to work with me because I'm not the typical financial advisor. I'm not the typical accountant or tax preparation specialist or whatever. And so during the pandemic, I'm also single, by the way. So during the pandemic, though, I just... You know, it was just like I was sitting there thinking because, you know, we had a lot of time to sit home and think and eat and all the other stuff that we were doing during the pandemic, during the height of the pandemic. I guess we're still in it. Right. And I was just like, why am I single? And I'm just like, no, like, really? Like, why am I single? You know, because everybody has this hope, this dream that you're going to be married or whatever you're going to be doing. At least have a friend that you can call and go out to eat with or whatever by a certain age. And I didn't in the middle of the pandemic so I was just like okay like no but like why am I single like really and I really started thinking about that and I was like you know I know tons of singles I'm in groups with thousands of singles like why are they single too and the podcast came just out of all these thoughts because I start asking other people I start doing polls and jumping into people's dms like you know not to get some booty I was just wanting to see what they were thinking about like why are you single like what are your thoughts about this like you know, and I, people start responding, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, they start responding. They really started sharing their thoughts and their feelings with me. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to have these people on the show. We're going to start a podcast. So that's how successful the single was birthed okay. because out of all those stories, people are still doing some phenomenal things like Ben and I want to have them on the show. And there you go. Okay. So, so you're connecting with these people, just, you know, asking them. So it was a personal kind of, you know, I want to know what's, you know, what's on their minds or let's talk the situation out. Is that what, that what it was? 
yeah, let's talk it out. Let's see if we can come to a conclusion. Let's see if we can encourage each other because in society, people tell you like, you know, like if you're single, something's wrong with you. Right. Or you're cute or you have money or you seem like you have it all together. So why don't you have a man or why don't you have a woman or, you know, people ask you dumb questions like that on a daily basis. But, you know, and I felt like if I was thinking these things over because it starts to get in your head after a while. But I was thinking if I'm thinking these things, other people are probably thinking these things too. Okay. Oh, but can, can we have another side? Can we have a community that's just encouraging each other, no matter what way you want to roll? If you're successful and single and you're, you know, bosses bay, be okay with that. Or if you really are wondering and you do want to be with somebody at some point, but be encouraged to know that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing right now. And, you know, it's cool. Yeah, definitely. It is. Did you, did you say bosses bay? Yeah, because some people, you know, okay, no, I, I, they don't really care about being a hey, they care about just being a boss, so <laughs> they're just doing their thing. Okay. That's part of my tagline, by the way. I like it. People. So wait, yeah. you, so you've got this thought, you've got this idea, this this community you're thinking about. What made you actually say, I want to record this, encapsulate it, make it a thing, as opposed to, well, let me just get a Facebook group or let me just call people on the phone every Friday and talk to them personally? What made you actually decide to package it into something that is a podcast? Well, I love to run my mouth. And I guess you can do that in a Facebook group or just calling one person or do a group chat every Friday or whatever. But I really wanted to create a worldwide community because I felt like people just needed some encouragement. Because again, you get these dumb questions all the time. Like, why are you single? It's like, you know. Are you trying to help me find a man or a woman? If not, like, why do you care? You know, people are thinking about these things and they want to be encouraged to know that they're doing what they're supposed to be doing right now. Or maybe, you know, they need to some more encouragement or just to know that I am okay. Sometimes people just need a little affirmation in one direction or the other. And so I just felt like other people were feeling this way. And I felt like if other people came on and shared their success stories, it would encourage people to write that book. It would encourage people to start their nonprofit. It would encourage people to finish their artistic projects or start their artistic projects or get some support, financial support or more exposure for their financial projects or their artistic projects, yeah. right? So I just want other people to hear the stories of others and be like, man, you know, if Ben is doing it, so can I. That's very cool. So as you're connecting with these other people, do you, do you talk to a lot of creatives? Well, not really. <laughs> Which is so cool. It's like, I would like to expand and talk to everybody. I don't want the people just to look like me, to be entrepreneurs or, you know, grew up in Tallahassee or, you know, because that's where you start, right? But I want them to introduce me to all their friends, you know, the creatives, the the sea captains, everybody. I really eventually want to talk to people in all walks of life. You know, you just kind of start where you know. Yeah. That, and hopefully it'll grow from there. It definitely. And the reason I ask it because, I, you know, obviously when you're starting a podcast or starting a creative venture, the first people you start talking to are the people that are pretty much in line with that. So when I started doing the A to D experience, I started talking with video game developers and people connected to gaming and these are the people mm -hmm. that I talk to the most but you know like 
like you said, but I had a shared, we had a shared desire to have a community and create. And I was like, you know what? I need to have Natalie on my podcast so we can, because it's, it's about their creativity, not necessarily your job title or anything like that. So. Absolutely. And you know what? I think this is helping me let out my inner creative. I mean, I absolutely know nothing. (laughs) You know what I mean? And I say that in quotes about what I'm doing, but it's fun for me to learn about, you know, highs and lows and all these things. I mean, sometimes it's fun. Sometimes I'd rather like talk to one of you all and like, can you do it? (laughs) You know, I'm glad you kind of merged me into this space because one, it's going to help me grow more in this area. But then of course it may also widen my circle that I can collaborate with people who can help me be better and help me grow my team. And IE eventually do it because it is so big and bad and worldwide. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. So, okay. Successful, but single, that was your, that was your topic. And I, I didn't know where it came from. And the reason I was so interested in it is because, you know, what I knew about you in the financial arena and doing the financial advisory and the accounting and all that, you know, suddenly when you see a different side of somebody pop up, it's always kind of interesting. Like, oh, they're into doing that. Was that, was that kind of stepping out of your comfort zone at all? Or did that feel weird to you when you first starting or was it just something you hadn't shown people? Absolutely. I mean, first it's weird because, you know, everybody just feels like you should be able to do a podcast. And I was just like, man, it's not as easy as these creatives make it seem like. So I love a challenge, you know, so it kind of got me doing things that I'm not used to doing. However, like I said, there is an inner creative in me. And I think not I think, in 2021, I wanted to release every facet of me to the world that was possible. Mm. And so you may see more. You know, there are books in me. There's definitely spoken word. You know, like I said, I actually entered a a poetry contest in Tallahassee in February, and I won it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And they put it on the radio. I was like, shut up. Nice. You know, I mean, like people from like Black on Black Rhyme were the judges. These, like, you know, real people, real artists, real creative. I'm like, what? So <laughs> that to me was a great honor, you know. And I was very encouraged. And I'm just like, you know, it's time to show this side of the a side of me to the world. So very awesome. I like that. And I don't want to gloss over the fact that you you mentioned Tallahassee. So I'm in California right now, <laughs> San Pedro, Long Beach area, and you're in Tallahassee, Florida. I'm not. I'm in Tampa, Florida. Tampa, Florida. I'm sorry. You mentioned Tallahassee twice. I'm sorry, but you're in Tampa. Because I did. I entered the contest in Tallahassee, Florida. Okay, okay. The contest was in Tallahassee. I saw it on LinkedIn or something. No, see, this is this is what I, I this is what I like here, and what I what I really appreciate is that you had a a vibe, a, a thought. And, you know, you hear about a contest, you know, you hear other people doing podcasts or that this podcasting thing exists and you just kind of jump into it. And I think a lot of people who aren't creatives, even creatives have problems with this, you know, they're waiting on permission to do something, Mm. you know, so 
when, when I was asking you, you know, what made you make that jump? I was like, I'm thinking to myself, well, how does somebody who's not tradition, who's not traditionally in a creative role, how do they perceive the whole giving themselves permission to try something new? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's like the risk taker in me again, you know, that's, it's not been buried because I've done some things that, you know, <clears throat> kind of living on the edge, I guess, for my industry or whatever, but it was just, again, 20, 2020 was pivotal for a lot of us. Like I saw a lot of people start businesses that I thought never would, you know, we just took advantage of opportunities based on the crisis <laughs> that was, you know, in front of us all. I think it made a lot of people think differently. Like, I don't have to beg people now to, to do a financial plan. You know, people were dropping off left and right in 2020. <laughs> it made people very serious and think a lot about their mental health, made them think a lot about their game plan for the rest of their life. And I started doing the same. I was like, man, I have dreams in me that I haven't even... You know, that people don't even know. There's a side of me that people don't even know. And is that fair? Is that fair to me? Is that fair to the world? You know, here yeah. it is. Here I am. This is me. So would you have done this at all if the pandemic hadn't happened? Good question, Ben. Because when I was on the radio station that day and they were interviewing me after I won this contest that I entered in on the last day <laughs> of entry, you know, I told them I had Spoken words that's been written for years that nobody has ever heard. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I want to say eventually I would have given myself permission, but I think sometimes life happens in such a way that you just, you just let, you just let go. Definitely. So this is where I, and I think that's what happened for me. Okay. I think with, and this is part of the thesis behind the, the ADD experience is that whenever something happens, not necessarily to you, but around you, because of you, even in spite of you, and something just happens and you're left with a, a, a gap in your normal series of decisions, you know, um, mm -hmm. like, let's say you're going to, you know, cook something and you're like, oh, I don't have any rice. So all of a sudden, all of your thoughts about, you know, a chicken and rice combo or, you know, pork fried rice or whatever you're thinking about with rice, all of a sudden that's out of the window and you can't do that. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, the oven breaks and it's like, okay, now I've got to do everything on top of the stove instead of in the oven. You've got to, you've got to, you've got a deal, right? Yeah. Some people will just go, go out and get something to eat, but then there's another creative aspect that's like, okay, what can I create out of this situation? Where, mm -hmm. where can I develop something? And I've, mm -hmm. I've been so interested in how people were developing that when the pandemic happened for me, I was like, okay, we've kind of played around with this before, but now I definitely want to make sure I'm getting people on to talk about how they've taken any situation, not necessarily the pandemic itself, but any situation mm -hmm. and decided to create something out of it. Yeah. So that's, yeah. yeah. Go on. Yeah, I mean, you're you're right. I mean, like you said, are are we gonna take the lemons and make lemonade, or you know, are we just gonna take the lemon zest and <laughs> you know make a treat, or you know, what are we what are we gonna do with what we have? And I think that's kind of what I did. So that sounds so cliche, 
you know, just in general, make lemons out of lemonade. And mm-hmm. But what's the, to you, what's the difference in, in just coping or just accepting a bad situation and saying, well, I got to make lemons out of lemonade and actually saying, <laughs> and actually flipping that energy into a positive direction that says, you know what, I'm going to actively use this situation to propel myself. How does that, mm-hmm. how does that work in, in your head? Like when you see a challenge or an opportunity. Oh, that is so good, Ben. And I, and I love that you just like kind of keep rephrasing and repackaging the question to kind of make me dig deep, which is great. Thanks. So, I mean, so yeah, I do exactly that. I, I go and look at the situation and it's like, okay, am I going to let the situation rule me? Or am I going to rule the situation? And I say this a lot, kind of like in my space, my motivational videos and just things like that, that sometimes we we hone in on the trauma or the crisis of a situation instead of zooming out to know that that's only one piece of your total life experience. And if you allow that one piece to just shake and wreck your life, you know, it can mess you up because that's all you're looking at. You're looking at that one you know, bad situation and, you know, never to negate or undermine or even belittle or make light of somebody's terrible situation. But sometimes if you just zoom out for a minute and you look at the thread of your life and just see how, when it came and what happened, it's usually, a you know, it's usually a jump start into something awesome. And for me, since we were using the pandemic, if you don't mind me going back there, you know, it just, while I was home, I was thinking, I was thinking a lot and there were some painful moments during the pandemic, not necessarily because of the pandemic, but my dad died last year, you know, like during the pandemic, I was switching careers and I was, you know, doubting myself. I'm like, you've been an accountant 20 years. Like, why are you switching careers now in your forties? Like, you know, is this midlife crisis? You know, what, you know, what was going on? Like you told, you know, on my podcast, we talk about relationships, successful, but single, like, you know, relationship ended in a way that I didn't thought it was going to. I'm just like, what's going on? Like, you know, <clears throat> some faith-based things in my life ended. And I was just like, okay, I'm literally like metamorphosizing. My identity is changing. And so I used all of these things to just propel me to the next level. Like there's, there must be something else then. Let's find it. Let's explore it. Let's, let's, you know, develop it. And that's what I did. And a lot of that thought process and, you know, going through all of the emotion that you go through when you're in transition came out of my writing. So I started writing a lot. I started writing things down a lot. Again, that's kind of where the podcast came from. And my spoken word was actually rebirthed during the pandemic as well. I started writing again. And instead of it being cliche or being, you know, just a bad situation, because that's what people looking at it as, I turned it around. Like one of the pieces I created during the pandemic was called 2020 is my year. You know, instead of looking at it, you yeah, know, in yeah. a negative, like, let's use all this crazy and figure out what we're supposed to learn from it. Let's go. It's powerful. And I, I don't know if it's appropriate or inappropriate, but I don't know if you can hear the ice cream truck outside. Oh, I do. I thought that was my ice cream truck in my area. <laughs> <laughs> That's your ice cream, man? That's my ice cream. Everybody got ice cream. I like, guess Florida. California? Yeah, we also, I guess this is the ice cream time. Yeah, it's uh, good, good, good that we didn't have the tamale man uh, around this time. Oh, y'all got a tamale man too? Oh, 
Yeah, the t- only cowboy. The tamale man. He's he's got a very loud voice. I would have had to pause the podcast and go outside if he showed up. But, uh, no, man, it's too funny. By all means, please <laughs> pause and go on out there, please. That's fantastic. But uh, no, that's very that's very powerful what you were saying, and I do. I, I think people. It, it, it's a weird thing, like trying to not focus on the negative, but using the negative or the trials and tribulations or any type of contrasting energy to, if not propel you in the direction that you want, at least give you a compass towards, okay, I don't want to go this way, but so, so that's informing me on where I do need to go and what I do need to create for myself. Absolutely. Because I think, um, you know, and that's one of the things that makes, that made technology so exciting for me because there are ideas that we couldn't push forward until people were really willing or forced to let go of their previous notions. That's right. So, you know, I mean, how many people really thought that they would be live streaming, you know, or doing podcasts? Come on. Or, you know, uh, just working from home, even, you know, it's like all of these concepts that existed, but weren't yep. put into practice are now possible. Yep. So, yeah. And almost the norm now, you know? Yeah, totally. On my other podcast, we've been talking about how, how theaters are trying to make everything go back to the way it was before a lot of people mm. were streaming movies, but if you know, if you knew about last, uh, you know, last year's Black Friday and holiday sales, the number of large screen TVs that sold was astonishing. <laughs> and it was because every room had to have a screen, a TV, some type of device to get you on the internet. All the cable providers and internet providers were, were swamped with requests and I mean, mm-hmm. pretty much every neighborhood you go into, somebody was out there, you know, beefing up the the data lines. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So it's funny because... And I don't think we're going back, Ben. I mean, I don't know what you think about it, but I just don't think we're going back to that world anymore. Of course, there people are just tired of being home. We're going to go back out. We're going to want to do things. Mm-hmm. But... I don't know. Like, what do you think? Well, this is a situation where, what do I, what do I think? I usually don't try to put out predictions like this because no one knows what's <laughs> going to happen. I'll just, oh, I'll, I'll just speak on what I see. And I think you've opened, opened the door to a lot of technological possibilities that people mm-hmm. just weren't considering before. Like there's, there are people that I know who weren't really buying stuff online. It's just not something they did. Yeah. They would regularly right. they'd make a list and they'd say, Hey, listen, it's Saturday going down to my local Target or the shopping center or whatever. And I'm going to get all these things. If it's not there, then I'm just going to go home. I had people contacting me saying, you know, Hey, listen, I went to your website and, you know, I want to buy something. And I'm thinking, Oh, okay. And they, this one person said they wanted to buy something. They asked if they asked if they could just send me the money and I drive it out to them. <laughs> and it, I, I was kind of like chuckling because I'm like, wow, this person 
they still want that that kind of in-person mall connection or whatever, but they're not going to go out to the mall with all the, you know, with all the people, the closings and everything. But it was kind of, it was kind of pulling them. The, the situation was just kind of pulling them through the use of this technology. So Mm -hmm. the, the technology adoption curve is crazy right now. And being able to sell people on new ideas via this technology or in conjunction with it, is a, is a great opportunity and I'm glad to see that you're using it and other people are, are hearing you and they're like, okay, well now we, we can talk about relationships on a podcast. I didn't even, you know, I didn't even think podcasts were worth talking about now, you know, Natalie's out doing it, you know? Yep. Come on up. And grandma's listening. It's like everybody's, you know what I mean? It's like you said, so many technology, so many opportunities have come, you know, for technology. You get what I'm saying? It's like, you know, grandma wasn't online, but now grandma's online. And not only is she buying online, she's listening to podcasts. <laughs> she knows how to get on a Zoom, you know what I mean? She, and, you know, knows how to get in on a group chat. Yeah. It's- she knows how to send the link to the podcast to her friends, like, Check it out, my baby's on doing a podcast. I, lo- I love that people contacting me out of the blue. Like, you know, it's funny. I, I have a certain internet decorum that I've built up. You know, what gets talked about, what doesn't, you know, setting up your privacy for friends. And mm-hmm. every once in a while, it's like on Facebook, I have new family members who are really never got on Facebook, but now they're like, okay, this is a valid communication platform. Let me just jump on here and oh, he made a he made a video about you know creating a podcast. Let me let me put put this in the comments. Like, you know, dear Benjamin, thank you for your information. Hey, listen, don't forget your insurance form is still getting mailed to your aunt's house. Like, wait, what? This is not how online conversation works. <laughs> <laughs> See, you know about internet decorum, but they you know it's still working on. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. That's funny, Ben. Yeah, exactly. I'm teaching people. I'm actually. But thankfully, we can go and edit and delete comments if necessary. Yeah. And then you can call them and say, hey, thanks for responding. Yeah. Has it. So what's been tough for you, if if anything? As I said, I take this for granted because I was a, I, I was a tech baby that didn't want to talk to real people. So, you know, mm-hmm. you remember that from Mr. Ford's class. So I would just run to the computer and do my thing. But, uh, right. But I always made time to talk to Ben. Like, Ben, you got to talk to me. You got to talk to me. That's right. So, yeah. How was, what difficulties have you found in this new era? Everything. (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's, it's tough out here in these tech streets, you know, it's, I want to do it and I'm one to step up to a challenge, but like I said, y'all make it look really easy, Hmm. but there are so many components and you know, are you doing audio? Are you doing video and audio? If you're doing video too, like, you know, what's your lighting look like? You got a background, you know, I mean, just, you know, what's your distribution channel for this podcast? And I mean, (laughs) you know, sound effects and loops and intros and outros. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, and if I think about it too much, I will stop. I'm like, you know what? Forget it. I'm just going to go back to my office and talk about finance. But at the same time, it's fun and it's a little raw and messy for me right now. You know, I have sound engineers listening to my stuff. I'm like, okay, Natalie, you got to work on that. But I'm out there. You know, some people just say, 
you know, get your first failure over with. Get your first trash podcast over with. Just get it done. Get it out there. And there's always room to grow. And so there's still a lot I need to learn. I mean, but I'm out here now. You know what I mean? I'm going to do it. So So that's a good point. I think what people need to, as far as the, you know, coming from the development side of things and the art side, is that the being comfortable with presenting something bad, you know, mm-hmm. and it's fun as, as software developers, we're used to just like, it, you know, the, the idea of c- creating a product that works it comes from the old industry where, you know, you had to create something that, that was completely functional, that didn't mess up anything. Like if you, if you, you sent out a bottle of, you know, you know, cola or whatever, way back in the day when cola first became a thing and somebody died from it, they may not even died from that. They may have died from something else, but just happened to have drunk a Coke before. Then all of a sudden mm-hmm. word of mouth goes around. It's like, well, you know, Jimmy Bob from down the street, he drank a Coke and then died. It's like, <gasps> you know, and suddenly your entire livelihood's gone. But, you know, because it's just word of mouth and then the information got out there and it stuck. But with mm-hmm. the with the Internet and the way things are changing now, it's like I'm watching, you know, literal, you know, billionaires. We're talking about Elon Musk or whoever, you know, mm-hmm. Kanye West, the Kim Kardashian, that whole crew. The amount of mistakes that they make is enormous. Yeah. And. A friend was telling me, he's like, hey, man, you know, you need to fix X, Y, and Z and whatever before I get on your podcast. And I'm like, dude, we're trying to, I was like, I I got what he was saying, but that little bit of, you know, let me hold back and make something just right. I got over that and now I feel free. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. it's just that, hey, man, we can put this out. It'll be fine. We'll learn from it and go on to the next thing. Because, you know, if we're trying to hold ourselves to a standard that that ultimately holds us back, you know, that's just going to, we're just going to get passed by. Yeah, right. Because <clears throat> everybody's doing their thing. Like, you're still going to be standing there marking time. And, you know, I think personally it's helped me develop because back in the day, you know, I was such a perfectionist, and you know, in that industry of finances and everything, you have to have a certain look. You have to be just so, you know, you almost have to be stuffy, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, to get some notoriety or respect. But you know, as I'm <laughs> that person now, that person is just not stuffy enough. Get him out of here, right? You know, like he cannot manage my money. She cannot manage my money. You know what I mean? You know, so. But it's true. It is so true. Like perception is everything. But. During the pandemic, you know, you saw people like that, Elon Musk, and like you said, just all these different people, Jay-Z, everybody, you know, they were doing videos from their home, you know, no makeup and all this stuff. And they showed us it's okay to just to be raw and just come on out with it, you know? So I think it, again, it gives you permission, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You were asking me for the impetus or the motivation just to give myself permission to get on out there. And it was things like that. And there was even an article I read on LinkedIn. It was just talking about that people in the professional services industry, like financial advisors, attorneys, blah, blah, blah. 
you know, they were moving from the more starch, you know, starchy, you know, tweaked, airbrushed headshots to just, you know, a regular old casual picture of them or, you know, something not as polished because people really want to see the real you. And I think that was another reason that I did the podcast too, just so people could, you know, see that, you know, I'm successful, but single. It's okay. You know, you don't have to be single. You don't have to have the 2.3 children in the picket fence, you know, to be okay with your life. Yeah, it's definitely a, it's definitely a changeover in, in mindset. And uh, what's funny is I think people that were just messy by nature, you know, are, are all of a sudden able to shine because I'm messy anyway. I'll just put whatever out. And all of a sudden, <laughs> all of a sudden, they're like beating the brakes off of people who are perfectionist. Um, Absolutely. And, you know, full disclaimer, I'm I'm not a perfectionist, but I'm very particular about a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And in the past year, two years or whatever that I've been putting my personal brand out, I've just started to let go some, a lot of some of that stuff. And mm-hmm. it's great. It's like someone said, hey. I thought you posted and said this and that and that. I'm like, hey, I say a lot of things online. Next. <laughs> it's it, it's phenomenal. I don't think people realize how amazing this changeover is to society. And we're not going to. It's freeing, right? It's what? I said it's freeing. Oh, okay. Yeah, I wasn't sure if you said freeing or frightening. <laughs> it could be a little bit of both. <laughs> but I definitely said, you know. You know, there's a freedom now, I think. Do you ever get afraid of getting caught up in online drama or like the whole idea of not getting canceled? I don't know if you're saying anything that's that wild out there, but do does it ever do you ever get afraid of saying anything? Nope. Whoa. <laughs> and you know, like, you know, I'm still I'm still a bit nerdy, so I'm still you know, I'm I'm learning the color outside the line. So, you know, it's still pretty structured chaos if you will because mm-hmm. i'm still working on content and you know just likability and just stuff that people really want to hear but <clears throat> it's crazy out there and it's amazing like even on your just regular facebook posts you know i can put my dog out there and you know people love it their comment and i can do something i think is just as cute and people will tear me apart mm-hmm. you know and so I so it's it's like you just never know what people. I think a lot of times when people, you know, when people come for you, if you will, I don't think people expected that to happen. You're just doing you. You're you're being you. You know what I mean? And should we get punished for being us? Sometimes it does happen, right? Because you've seen you've seen you've seen TV show hosts get canceled, you know, yeah. for something they thought they were just doing. It's okay. I mean, that's been happening recently, right? Especially with the whole you know Black Lives Matter movement and everything. So it's a possibility, right? When you put yourself out there, it is just possible that anything happens. Am I gonna care about it? Hmm. I do, but I don't. Good, good. I I, I like. See, Natalie, this is why I rock with you. You've got, I I love that you just dropped that up. Nope, I'm not. I keep doing my thing. Y'all can talk about whatever y'all want over there, but I'm over here. We're good. I love it. Because you know what? I like, 
I've been on this kick with, with my, with my personal Facebook and you've noticed over a while that I pretty much post, you know, one or two short sentences with no links. And it's not always a, it's not always a direct kind of statement. I am, I speak in riddles a lot of times. And, uh, yes, you do. <laughs> and the reason I started doing that is because I was really frustrated by letting people say, hey, here's something that I think is interesting out there. And I would see people take sides extremely quickly and start this big argument. Mm-hmm. And it got tiring for me because if I say something like, 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 you know, I, I used to go to, I used to go to bars and clubs and uh, social gatherings or whatever. And I made it a point to bring up, you know, the things you're not supposed to bring up, you know, race, mm-hmm. sex, uh, gender, <laughs> I love it. politics, you know, I would make it a point to bring those up just to have interest. I mean, interesting conversations. Exactly. And as social media started building up, you know, one time I posted something and I thought it was rather innocuous guy gets in my DM who I was friends with for a long time. And he's like, Benjamin, I don't know what, what you're doing. You're, you keep on posting this blah, blah, the cynical business about, and I'm like, am I being cynical or just putting, you know, an idea out there? And he took it as cynical and it really started happening enough where I started worrying about like losing friends and losing connections. And I have, to be honest. And I don't, yep. it's, it's something that I really wonder about in this new era. And I, I don't know, maybe, I, I don't know your perspective on, you know, how people should try to get over that or work with being themselves while not endangering their social, you know, social interactions, I guess. It it's man, how can I answer that? Benjamin, I've learned that especially being an entrepreneur, especially being in the financial space, there are people who are gonna like you and there are people who are just gonna not. And I don't care how much you do to get the people that you want to like you, they still may not. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing the support, the following the you know just the friendships or business partnerships or relationships that develop from people you just never would have guessed but then people that like you said that have known me forever it's like oh and I didn't know that you know that you felt like that or I didn't know that you supported that or it's like I'm out I'm like well okay guess you gotta be out (laughs) and I'm and I'm learning to be okay with that now the ninth grade Natalie you met the Natalie in college, the Natalie when she first started her business, Ben, would have been like, oh, no, I'm not going to have any supporters. I'm not going to have any clients. I'm going to be broke. And I'm going to have to go back home and live with my parents. You know, I worried about a lot, but I've learned a lot in these years out here. And I feel like if I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, I hope people will respect that there are different facets of Natalie. And I don't have to look like you. I don't have to act like you. I'm not going to be you because I got to be me. That's the only way I'm going to succeed. That's the only way I'm going to be free. That's the only way I'm going to lay my head down at night knowing that I've done what I'm supposed to do. 
And I'm okay with that. And yes, it is hard. And it took me a while to get there. And sometimes it's hard for different people, you know, but every season or so I got to shake out the old and, and keep rolling. That is so appropriate to where we're, where we are right now. I think I, I forgot who I heard it from. It was a powerful businessman and it's, it's one of the, it's one of the tenets of powerful business people somewhere, but they basically, it basically says, you know, every so often you should take a very good idea that's gotten you far and get rid of it. Mm. And, you know, I started thinking about that in terms of like when people know me and they understand me and I've gotten to a certain point and then I start to do something a little different or that may, you know, confuse, upset, enrage or whatever somebody. It's like, mm -hmm. yeah, that the way I was thinking about this got me this far, but I really need to keep going. So I have to let that go. And that includes letting go. I mean, it sounds easy on paper, just let go. But yeah. you've got the people that are going to attack you for, for changing. Cause anytime you make a, yep. a change, that's substantial in any way you will get attacked. Absolutely. Or if it attacks their connection to you, <laughs> you're going to get attacked some more, you know, because that was their connection to you, that lifestyle or that mindset, you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? And now they've, they've got to relinquish that. They've got to change. When you change, like they've got to change and people don't like that. Yeah. It's uh, it, it's, it's so bizarre just to, to watch all this play out kind of in real time mm -hmm. because one of my one of my best friends online, you know, it's like every time you make a post that they, they thumbs up and, you know, they're all in the comments like, yep, yep, right on. And then you're in their, you're in their comments like, yeah, yeah, that's it, man. Recently, they've been talking about a black Superman, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you follow my show versus business podcast, which is where we talk about creative and finance, you, you may have heard this, but we were talking about black Superman. And I, I was kind of like, man we don't need to see a black superman why don't we have you know and i started bringing up all these other characters and man that friend of mine who was rocking with me he just stopped <laughs> just stopped cold he is you all and <laughs> you know i may not be on the right side of history on the black superman thing it's like but it's mm -hmm. whatever i didn't think it was that serious you know right but yeah it's it's this, it's this friction of change and, you know, we're not used to connecting with all these people on all these different levels. So now we've got all this friction coming about. Mm -hmm. So in terms of like, you know, like getting back to just, just being creative, there's a definite courage about it. And I don't know if you understand how courageous what you're doing is. Mm -hmm. Have you ever like sat back and realized like, wow, I'm, I'm kind of, I can do this. I, it, it's one of those talents that I don't know that you know that you have. Wow. I never thought about it quite like that until you said something, you know, like I said, in 2021, I wanted to do some things that I've always wanted to do that I just either never had time or never I'm just so, everything's got to be perfect. And I need to know everything about it first, and then I'll do it. 
But 2020 taught me, it's like, we don't have that kind of time. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, and somebody may be missing something if you don't get out there and do it. You know, that's why, I, you know, I admire you. Like I said, I, I've been watching the evolution and it is inspiring. And so, you know, maybe somewhere down the line, you know, just watching you has inspired me or whatever. You know, I, I never thought of it as courage. I just thought it was like, hey, let's just try it, you know? Yeah. And sometimes a lot of me, you know, still wants to compare. I'm like, oh, my gosh. And like, why can't I do it like that? Or looking at somebody else's podcast, I'm like, I would love for my show to look like that, sound like that, taste like that, you know? <laughs> and it doesn't yet. Yeah. But, you know, I'm still going to do it anyway. So I guess that is courage. So thanks for pointing it out. Absolutely. Now, this courage, you, you have a connection with people that's a, a certain benevolent connection. And it's not where I come from. I come from a, okay. I think I come from a different angle in terms of helping people and working with people. But what drives your desire to help people get their, their shit together? Or just <laughs> kind of working with people on a self-productive level, I guess. At the simplest form of who I am, I just love people. And I always want the best for everybody. And I think everybody has an opportunity to do better when connected with the right resources, the right motivation, the right timing, you know? And so <clears throat> I just, you know, I, so I want to just, I feel like if I can be a part of your success, if I can be a part of your power team, it's what I usually love to call it a lot. I want to be that person. If I can help you go from A to Z, because that's where you want to go anyway, let's go. How can I get on board? There are a lot of people who got me into this space. Like when I first started my business, my mentor just used to give out my number. It was almost like that pushing the eagle out the nest thing. <laughs> and my phone would just ring. And it was like, you know, such and such told me to call you. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I stopped being shocked about it. They saw something in me that I didn't see in myself at the time. Okay. And I want to be that for other people. Hmm. I really do. You know what I mean? Even if I don't know anything about you, any even if I don't, you know, understand, you know, everything about you, if there's something I can do to contribute to your success, I'm in. So we have, we, we have, I should say, I should say we, I'll say a lot of people have a certain view of, you know, the financial arena and people who are always trying to sell you something. And a lot of people, I just, a, a lot of that, you, you see me trying to st say we or some people no, instead, of, instead of me, right? But I have this, I have, I have hangups with a lot of financial people. Yeah. And I think you're very genuine with your wanting to help people. And that's what makes you special and unique. So how can, how can, how can creatives, you know, work with their, their finances, work with trying to actually get the help they need without feeling mm -hmm. like they're 
how, how do they get over the hangups of, I don't want to deal with these financial people, basically? Right. Such a good question. Yeah, just come on out and say it. I'm, I'm, I'm trying um, to formulate the questions in my head because I have these feelings, but I'm like, you know, I've never actually said this like this. But anyway, go ahead. I know, right? I feel you. I feel you. So, I mean, let me just say this. It's somebody for everybody. You know, and there are, you know, lawyers you want to work with. There are lawyers you don't want to work with. There are nurses you want to work with. There are nurses you don't want to work with. And in the financial space, you know, there is an aspect of sales. But what we don't realize is even as a creative, there's an aspect of sales. You have to convince people that what you're doing is valuable and it's something that they want either to put on their wall, to, you know, put over their head and wear it on their chest outside every day. You know, like the Louis Vuitton analogy you gave me before, just, you know, you know, just, you know, this creative piece on, on wheels, you know, just the storage space or whatever, you know, there's an appeal that we have to create for all people. And I hope my angle is that I appeal to the everyday person. Okay. So, and okay. that includes creatives and, you know, everybody needs an opportunity for somebody, you know, to help them align their lives, but not have to sacrifice what they love. Right. And in most financial spaces, people work with eight to fives or people who are used to getting that every two week paycheck. But there is a space for you to, you know, be able to still do what you do, love what you love, have, you know, <clears throat> maybe the uncommon platform to generate income, but still very much need to have somebody help them create, <laughs> you know, a plan for you. To still be able to live her dreams. Okay. Now, supposing they they don't know, or supposing they don't come to you or they need some specialized service from somewhere, in general, how do people avoid or how can people avoid financial shysters? This is, this is, a, this is a fear from developers and creatives. It's like, you know. Absolutely. That's a fear for everybody. A lot of people actually know your worth know what you bring to the table don't be afraid to ask questions don't be afraid to sit back and watch them you know referrals and people can you know you can ask people about people but you know they're going to give you their aspect of them based on what they know and what they like and you know but that may not appeal to you all the time so really get to know people ask the questions ask what you know how you know See how you connect even on a personal level. That's kind of why I started the podcast too. I wanted people to know me outside of that financial space hmm. in hopes that they would just like me as a person. <laughs> you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Or know that I wasn't the typical financial advisor or the typical accountant or the typical anything for that matter. Right. And if you connect with me on that level, you know, let's let's work together. And if you don't, Find somebody who will, because your finances are important. Yes. And uh, it, it's it's becoming more important, I think, now in terms of just having that knowledge and understanding on your own because of where we are right now. Mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. think so many people are involving themselves in 
in their own affairs and their own finances comes along with that. Right. To their detriment. We have a thing that we say in the financial space, Ben. We 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 don't mitigate risk. We can't avoid risk. Okay. But we can't help you manage the risk. I like that. And that's everywhere. That's everything. Like you take risk, you know, when you create. You take risk when you go to a new restaurant. You take risk, <laughs> you know what I mean, when you travel outside of San Pedro, you know what I mean? But we learn how to manage those risks because huh. the world is just full of risk. Yeah, I, I think that's, you know, that's one that's one reason why yeah, people, it, it just feels like so, so foreign to people. And people don't get a lot of the financial education they need in school, which is one thing. Absolutely. Nobody really... It teaches you a lot of the entrepreneurial side, the financial side, the, you know, you may have gotten a lot of life planning by osmosis through the family and the people around you, but there is no, mm-hmm. there is no, you know, expected curriculum that's, that's offered to people like, Hey, once you graduate from high school, we're going to put you in a two month program on how to get your life together. There isn't, you know, I, I just never ran across that. Maybe there is in some places, but I don't know of it. Mm-hmm. So I, I like the fact that you're you're out there filling in at least one piece of that puzzle. And we didn't. I, I meant to do this at the very beginning, but you know, where can people find you specifically for financial? All over. So professionally, you can find me at www.edwardjones.com/backslash/natalie-freeman. You can find me on my YouTube channel, Natalie Freeman. My podcast is called Successful But Single. Intentionally. That's on most places you can find a podcast. Audible, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud. <laughs> I think I'm on iHeart. <laughs> Wait, you think you're on Apple? No, I think I'm on iHeart. Oh, okay. iHeartRadio. I am on Apple, for sure. Yeah, I listened to you earlier on Apple. Thank you, yes. That's where I was. And I was listening to you earlier on Spotify. Oh, I'm on Spotify, too, yeah. Ah. Uh. (laughs) Wait, what what were you listening to? Show versus business? Because that's the one I've been talking about recently. Show versus business. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what what do you think of that? I've actually never asked anybody outside of my normal circle. I have to be quite honest. I've only listened to bits and pieces, right? Because I'm usually running around trying to figure out how to do my own stuff. Uh-huh. But what I really loved about it, again, like you all are just enjoying yourself. You know, you're just having fun <laughs> talking about, you know, what you were talking about. But you included, so, you know, I love that it's current. But you, you know, but you weave in your past. Like, you know, y'all will go back to Tallahassee in a minute. Um, and I think the one I was listening to earlier is where you were talking about how you all stood in line all night to go to the, the wrestling, yeah, be yeah. on the wrestling show. <laughs> <laughs> and I just love it. You know, like, you, you know, that you all just kind of weave in everything. And so I was just like, man, you know, I it made me really like, you know, I was like, I need to make time to listen more. So I apologize that I haven't listened a lot, but you know, like I said, I'm out here trying to, you know, do my th- do my thing without a ring. 
So, but I was just like, man, this is really cool. Cause they just really like enjoy, you know, talking to each other and just sharing their views about things. And even like you said, weaving their past, their kids into, you know, what they're doing and I just love it. It was just like great. So, yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for that feedback. The, the idea uh, behind that podcast is we were, we were friends for, for many, for decades now. Oh God, I don't believe I'm saying decades. Yeah, we've been friends. Oh, I know, right? We've been friends for decades, <laughs> and we always talked about this stuff anyway. So, you know, with the way the world is now, and just being open and sharing, we were like, you know what? Let's record the conversations we have anyway. Put some structure to it, <laughs> and put it out there. So I love it. And uh, you know, I'm more of the show side. He's more of the business side, and. So that's where we kind of come from in show versus business. And it's, it's been really fun. You know, it's like at first we were, we were kind of hesitant, like how do we talk about the stuff that we normally talk about and formalize it? And we didn't formalize it to my earlier point. We just started putting stuff out there and messing up. And, uh-huh. Hey, let's see if we should, let's see if we call, call this guy, see what happens, you know, and you get a third guy in on the call and it just got, it it just got better. I love it. So we're still working it out. Yeah. Well, like I said, it kind of drew me in. And I like I said, I, now it's something I really want to, you know, make sure I make time to get in more often. So. Yeah. I, I, I want to create it where it's not a job or it's not a. Yeah. It's not a job. It's not a responsibility or an obligation. Because I don't like the idea of social media as an obligation. Um. We got into it's supposed to be social, right? Yeah, you know, we got into the discussion about mental health briefly, mm-hmm. very briefly. The, another time we talked, and I, I don't like the idea of something so pervasive as social media and standard communication being this thing that starts to feel like an obligation. Starts to feel like if I don't make this post or if I don't make my video look a certain way, then I failed because that's a recipe for just internal disaster. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's kind of like how life should be. Like, how can, you know, it just be fun so it's not an obligation. And that's kind of why I'm thinking of like bringing on a production team and everything like that. Mm-hmm. I wanted to always be fun. Like, I always wanted to be my go to. It's also an outlet for me because, you know, the financial services industry can kind of be overwhelming, you know. I take your word for it. Um, so it, <laughs> yeah, take my word for it. You know, and so it's it's kind of an outlet. But like you said, when you got to like, you know, should I post this? What time should I post this? I got to worry about the comments and the feedback, you know, from what I post. And like you said, it does kind of take the fun out of the social aspect of social media. So, you know, it's a balance. But yeah, well, it's it's weird. And we're all, it's, it's weird. And we're all working through it. I am just glad that one of my great friends from from my high school and college days is still out there doing awesome things. And I'm so glad to have had you on today. Now, is there anything else that you wanted to make sure we covered or knew about what you were doing or any awesome notes of life that you'd like to put out there? Well, first, I just want to say thank you for having me. I feel like it's an honor that I got a chance to cross over into the creative space with the creatives. Like I said, I really feel cool now. You should feel honored. So thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for affirming me in your space. Thank you. (laughs) And I just want to leave with people. Just do it. 
just do it. One thing I've always admired about creatives that you just do it. Or, you know, that's what it seems like from the analytical side. But it, it's freeing. It's fun. It, it's, you know, it's okay. It is okay. It is okay. Very awesome. So, yeah. So thanks again for having me again. I love that we can reconnect after all these years. Oh, yeah. There'll, there'll be I more recordings here and there, and we'll oh. definitely cross paths again. I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. All right. Well, you keep on the TV. Holler at me. Absolutely. I am going to put up all your information, whatever links you'd like me to put. I'll put that at the in the, in the show notes, and mm-hmm. it'll be all good and lovely and dandy. And we will definitely be posting this up sometime this weekend or early next week. Sounds good. Sounds good. Thanks again for having me, Benji. All right. Proud of you, man. Proud of you too, Natalie. And thanks again. I will talk to you later. Bye. Bye.